0: Hey, we really need to talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want me to tell you the truth? What you expect me to say? Cause if we keep it in truth, okay. it's really Jay. never gon' change. Conan. But I guess it's a red tear, baby. Why you playing with my heart? Why it's you a you playing with me? Girl, playing from the yeah. I love J man. J-I-D. Shout out North Carolina. They always got good rappers. Speaking of North Carolina, are the Patriots cheaters? I'm going to tell you why they are in the news for a much bigger reason than their cheating ways. Uh, J.R. Smith is officially a Laker. So the Lakers, I think, are set now. I think it's championship or bust. And LeBron... Speaking of championships, LeBron won a championship, but not in the NBA. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? Welcome back to another episode of... You know what it is. I ain't gotta say it. But I'm gonna say it anyway. It's KJ's Corner. KJ with a K. Corner with a K. You already know what it is. It's your boy KJ. It's Keith Lamont Houston Jr. And uh, this is episode number six. It is... June 29th. It is a Monday. It's a rainy Monday here in San Diego. But, man, I was trying to go outside and at least work on some ball handling, some dribbling, do some basketball stuff, man. But maybe maybe it'll clear up in time. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But in any case, we have a couple things to get to today. Uh, and more specifically, most specifically, it is... The sports world. You know what it is. This is KJ's Corner. We talk about sports. I got hot takes for you. We talk about what's going on in the news um, in regards to sports, the sports world. Uh, in a In a year in which the sports world has kind of ceased to deliver anything, you know, any groundbreaking stuff, anything to happen, anything to cover really because there's no sports happening, no sports going on at the moment. Yesterday was a pretty big day. And even this morning, so not even twenty four hours yet, uh, did we get as we as sports fans get some pretty big news around the sports world and and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into it. And like I said, are the Patriots cheaters? Mm, nah, I don't think they're cheaters. I mean, the <laughs> that was funny. I remember that being brought up. I was in I think I was I was at Palomar College. I was in junior college when I heard about this. And this is the the game in which they played Andrew Luck and the Colts, I believe, in the AFC Championship or uh, it was either the other divisional round of the AFC Championship was one of them. And uh, the Colts apparently took out the uh, uh, a certain amount or a certain extent of air pressure that's supposed to be in a football, an NFL-regulated football, took that out and played with that ball. And the Patriots ended up, like, blowing out the Colts anyway. And the whole old deflate, gate, deflate gate, and it was like, well, I mean, yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah, they, they took out air, but what does that, like, really mean? Like, why did, they, why, why did the Colts get beat up on that badly because of a football being uh, deflated a little bit? Now, I'm not a Patriots fan. I've never been a Patriots fan. I really never cared for, for Bill Belichick. I always thought he was a good coach. I gave him my respects. Definitely, he's one of the best coaches of all time in any sport. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, is one of the greatest. Well, not the greatest. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, but I always never liked the the, the Patriots, only just because they were always winning. And it, it was more so that it just rubbed you the wrong way. There's always a team in, in each sport that's like, that like stays dominant or like stays relevant or you hate to see them win. And for me in the NFL, it was the Patriots in the NBA. It was, or it was the Warriors before the Warriors. It was the Lakers. I really couldn't stand to see the Lakers win, even though the the Lakers being good makes the NBA good. Uh, but I did not care for the Lakers always winning, uh, the Spurs too, kind of like I mean I I like Greg Pop- Greg Popovich excuse me as a coach he's a great coach one of the greatest all time, but I never really cared for the Spurs winning uh, if it wasn't LeBron or or my Rockets or um Dwayne Wade or, or somebody my a couple of my favorite players that weren't winning um and it was like either the Spurs that was keeping them down or the Lakers or whoever Boston I I I, I couldn't stand seeing Boston win I'd get mad but we need that in sports we need an enemy we need someone to look at and just be like you know what somebody beat them and if that happens we can all just celebrate as a team and if they win they win that's what that's why they're great uh for college basketball i know for sure at one point it was duke but they started recruiting players um and i follow high school basketball um one of my topics today is about is going to be about amoni bates the uh the number one player in the class of 2022, but a really great offensive player who, I guess, is pretty much the best player in high school basketball, if you want to uh, go off of what uh, the main high school scout, Paul Cardi talks about. But uh, Duke started recruiting players that I actually enjoyed watching, um, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to start watching Duke, and I don't really care. I'm an Arizona basketball fan, so I enjoyed Arizona. but uh I digress. Going back to the Patriots, man, they uh had Deflate Gates by gate and now this whole issue of apparently they got caught recording a game this past season um the sideline of the Bengals uh the Bengals sideline and according to reports it was specifically for a documentary but uh the NFL ruled it as a violation. It was cheating or air quotes cheating or whatever. And the Patriots got some they got they got reprimanded, uh, as they typically do. Um they lost a third round pick. Here here it is. I'm looking at it right now. Um Patriots sanctions or er, penalties. They lose one point one million dollars in club fine or er, no, they they get one point one million dollars in club fines. Uh, they lose a third round pick in the upcoming draft. Uh, the Patriots television crew cannot be allowed to shoot any games during the upcoming season, and senior club officials will have required training on league operation and game policies. So basically, uh, no. No teams can have basically a camera crew coming in and recording. It'll be the um the league doing all the recording and stuff and basically like that. But I just that's just funny to me. I I'm I'm gonna first brush that off because again their Patriots are in the news for a much bigger reason. But I just I just find it so funny how uh like why were the Patriots caught recording the Bengals sideline. Like, I know Bill, Bill Belichick hates losing and he, he wants to win and he doesn't um, disrespect his opponents or anything like that, but the Bengals were like 0 for um, when they played and they ended up going, like 2-14 two, two or whatever, uh, but they were like 0 and, I believe, 11 before they got their first win or 0 and 12 or something. And Bill Belichick is recording them. I the Patriots I think at at one point were like six and one, seven and one. Like they were top of the AFC still. Slipped a little bit towards the end of the season. But it's still I mean, to record a team that is for sure lottery bound, was for sure gonna be a top three pick, gonna get a top three pick in the draft. I don't understand it. Uh the Patriots just continue to be a team um that continue to I don't know, put themselves put themselves in these positions in which they're always doing something that's just skeevy and mischievous. And like I said, Bill Belichick, you know, is a great coach. He's a great mind. He's an all time. He's he's going to be a legend. He is a legend right now. But just just how he carries himself uh, and how like the Patriots organization carry themselves is just so it's just so funny and it's just so skeevy. But one thing that's not skeevy. One thing that's not funny. One thing that I applaud them is the signing the big news of the sports world the signing of former MVP, former number one overall pick, former Heisman trophy candidate winner Cam Newton the anomaly the 6 foot 5 250 pound rocket of an arm former Panthers quarterback Cam Newton Signed a one-year deal with the Patriots to play for them this upcoming season. I I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, you can't you can't really tell in my in my voice. Psych, no, I'm, I'm ecstatic. That is so cool. That is really cool. I mean, there was speculation throughout this whole offseason and throughout the whole time, ever since he got uh released by the Panthers that he and the Patriots were pretty much linked. Like they were going to sign him or something was going to happen. Nothing happened. Nothing was in the works. And then finally, yesterday, June 28th, on a Sunday, Cam Newton got signed to the Patriots. And he's going to be in the AFC. He's going to be killing it in the AFC East. And one, I mean, this is a great signing for Cam. I think having a coach like Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in NFL history, the uh, the the guy who who won with um pretty much he Tom Brady is, is in is in a sense he's a good quarterback but he's not like an all around all-world like quarterback he's really good at reading defenses he's really good at throwing receivers open he's he's the goat he's the goat but Bill Belichick brings in a Cam Newton who's an all-world talent and like i laid out for you a Heisman trophy winner undefeated season at Auburn, a national champion, number one overall pick, rookie of the year, MVP, uh, NFC uh, champion, lost in the Super Bowl. I mean, Cam's resume is good enough to be already um, in, uh, a Hall of Famer. But he's only 31, and that's not – I mean, at, at the age of a quarterback, that I mean, that, that's pretty – that's like – that's like your prime right there. Thirty-one is is right where you, you know, start to, pretty much, determine as a quarterback, you know, what you're about to do, um, and who you, who you, how you're gonna leave your legacy, what you're gonna, how your legacy is about to be left off at. And at thirty-one years old, Cam can still get it done. Injuries have proven to be, you know, a uh, a slight on his career, um, lack of utilization. I think, um, in at in Carolina that one year again they went 15 1 he won the he won the mvp uh that was again cam noon's an anomaly he's a 65 master of a quarterback he's the, he's the lebron james of quarterbacks i mean just a a big body who can just do everything on the football field but plays the you know the 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 most pivotal position or the most uh coveted the most I think the the toughest position to play in all of sports, the quarterback position. If you don't if you're on a good quarterback or your team doesn't have a good quarterback, you're not going anywhere like it, it's it's an aired it out league now, just like in the NBA it's it's strictly pacing in space and if you can't shoot or uh, and defend um, and can't do multiple things on the basketball court, um, your team uh, you're a liability on the team and you're not moving along with the with the NFL. And Bill Belichick, what I credit him with, you know, he's always moved with the NFL every single year, every single time, you know, 20 years with Tom Brady. um, But before that, he's been coaching for a long time and um, he's always adapted to the NFL. And um, you think about it with the years when they had uh, um, Randy Moss and Wes Welker and and Dante Stalworth, when Tom Brady had weapons around him, you know they they were airing it out, throwing the ball out. It was just strictly, I mean, Tom Brady threw fifty uh, some touchdowns that year, and I think Randy Moss caught th- twenty three of them uh, that season. So he was he was just chucking the ball up and and everything. And again, had had weapons like Wes Welker and Dante Stalworth. And the year they went to the Super Bowl against the the uh, the the Eagles, I mean, that year they lost it, but. He had a guy like Brandon Cooks, and you know Tom Brady never had never really had a great wide receiver, a great wide receiver core, but um, they've always been able to adapt and 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 figure out ways how to how to be dominant, and that's you know the great mind of Bill Belichick, and you can't tell me that with a guy like Cam Newton, an all world talent, still at the age of thirty one, can get it done him plus bill Belichick, who i consider is like the greg popovich of of the nfl or greg popovich is the bill Belichick of the nba um, they know how to how to how to get the most out of players i mean we all know the spurs for um, being a team that takes castaways players that 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 uh, were you know not really focal points on a team and then come to the Spurs and become great role players or guys like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, who were Tony Parker was drafted late in the first round, Manu Ginobili was was I think the third to last pick in the in the draft. Um they both ended up developing into into Hall of Famers. Um Tim Duncan and David Robinson obviously were, were were first picks in the drafts and 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 great players but Greg Popovich know, knows how to get the most out of his players. Bill Belichick, the same way, knows how to get the, the most of out of his players. Um, uh, for for instance, I mean Stephon Gilmore, who is considered the best corner in the league, um, was on the Bills at one point, and and you know he was a first round pick, but he wasn't, you know, he he wasn't really you know maximizing his potential. He wasn't really the solid lockdown corner that he is now on the Patriots. Since he's been on the Patriots, he's been one of the best corners in the NFL, and and that Patriots defense um, is very solid. And they were what number? They were the top two. They were they are in the top four, top five um, of defensive in all defensive categories this past season, um, which is why they were really good this season. I mean, uh, they they struggled offensively, but they had the defense to to shut down teams and 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 really hold teams to under 20 points while allowing Tom Brady to, 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 you know, just be great and, you know, get, get some offense generated. But you now throw in a Cam Newton and with Bill Belichick and a Josh McDaniels system, I think it's going to be something to see. I mean, the AFC East, we thought the bills would be, uh, would come out of that pretty strong. Uh, we, I mean, I, I kind of expected uh, the dolphins to to turn around and, Maybe you know fight in the AFC East to be one of the top teams because uh, Tua is you know we're waiting to see how Tua is going to be with the injury and um, how he's going to be in the NFL regardless. Um, but their their defense, I mean, you you got shut down corner in Byron Jones, a really good corner in Xavier Howard coming back, uh, solid. They they got Kyle Van Noy, one of the the uh, an All Pro linebacker from the Patriots now on the now on the dolphins um they have a solid defense this upcoming season uh so it, i i thought the the dolphins would have been in you know uh, would have been poised to to fight for the AFC championship AFC East championship excuse me um the bills uh, didn't really or the bills did a lot i mean they they got they got stephon diggs from the vikings and they made the playoffs this past season 10 and 6 um without really any solid offensive weapon. I mean, Josh Allen came into form, and who would have expected, um, you know, Josh Allen, who was the eighth pick in that draft in which, what, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson were the five uh, quarterbacks that all went in the first round that season. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson was the first one to come out, and you know now he's Lamar Jackson. He's an all, he's a name made a name for himself. But who would have thought that Josh Allen would have been the other quarterback in that class to come out and and you know make the playoffs and already you know be a a threat in the AFC? It's it's all about you know seeing his his maturation as a quarterback. Can he uh, be the quarterback that that they think he is? That I think he can be because he showed really good, showed out really good this season. You throw in a Stephon Diggs. They don't really have a solid running game. They lost. I mean, Frank Gore, but they they were they they weren't really using them like that. They have a they have a solid little running back in Devin Singletary, but um, the running game is is going to be. I think their only weakness. Their secondary is good. You know, you are know know about Trey White. Um, their linebacker core is solid. Um, they have a really good pass rush. Um, their defense was stout this season. Um, uh, it was their offense that 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 needed to come along and um it's gonna be good we we expected the the bills to be the a f c east division champions, but with this patriots team now with the cam newton under center a healthy cam newton uh we're gonna see what happens now uh we gotta again address the whole you know who does he have around him uh thing i mean again the the defense like i said was a top four top three defense in this past season. So their defense returning everybody is, is gonna be um no slouch. Like their defense is gonna carry them. Ken Cam, who didn't have a really good offense his his MVP season. Um he had a he had a he had a good running back in Jonathan Stewart. Um I think now you, you change you trade that for or you trade a Christian McCaffrey for a Sonia Michelle. I mean, we you know who you're taking in that situation, but Sonny Michelle is no slouch. James White is no slouch. Um, these are solid players, and um, Cam Newton, um, in his MVP season, threw for over thirty eight thousand yards, threw thirty five touchdowns to ten interceptions, ran for six hundred thirty six yards, um, and had a fifteen and one record um, with the with the again a suspect offense and a really solid defense. Um, who also had a a. Sp- Pretty decent corner at the time, and Josh Norman, and obviously one of the best linebackers to ever play the game, Luke Keekly. Um So, you—that's you, pretty much you. you kind of look at it now. He kind of has pretty much the same team in the AFC, just with a better coach and Bill Belichick. So, I think it's—I think it's—it's it's, it's worth noting that uh, the the Patriots. Um, despite all their you know their issues they're off the court on or off the field on the field issues or whatever this is a a really good signing for them getting cam newton um because i knew that they weren't they weren't looking to 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 just give the the reins over to to jared stidham um another auburn quarterback by the way um who's going to be in his second season eventually you know get uh get Cam Newton going or probably just start off with Cam Newton and just have Jared Stidham, um, you know, Jared Stidham watch and learn and and hopefully come in and replace him. But I was watching uh, the herd this morning and uh, it's one of my favorite um, sports analysts, um, radio jockeys, Colin Cowherd. Um, I enjoy listening to him and listening to his takes and everything. And he was talking about it on or talking about it this morning on bill Belichick's thinking and his mindset and you know you you never know what the great ones are thinking you never you can never expect what the great ones you know think and and what they are you know planning for for in the future planning now and everything and he was talking about how he believes that because this was a, what a, this was a one-year rental basically for cam newton you get cam newton for a year and everything bill Belichick has never in his career had a quarterback I mean, first of all, Cam Newton is is not just a regular quarterback. I get he's an all-world talent um, who is a scrambler, has a strong arm. Um, again, 6'5", 250. Like, he's a monster at the quarterback position. Um, and Bill Belichick has never had that. Again, he's had Tom Brady his whole career. And before that, Drew Bledsoe. And both of those quarterbacks were not guys who could run out the pocket. And on the herd this morning... Colin Cowherd was talking about how he, how <clears throat> at one point, um, you know, Bill Belichick wasn't really happy with the whole Jimmy Garoppolo getting, getting traded away and everything. He actually really liked Jimmy G and, and the, the whole thing about that was they were, you know, planning on uh, getting rid of Brady earlier and then throwing in Jimmy G and then that would have been, you know, the, he would have been the successor to Tom Brady, but that didn't happen. Uh, drop Garoppolo gets traded. He leads the Niners to Super Bowl, and everything. But the thing with Jimmy G is that, um, he's able to 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 run the ball. He's able to to at least move the pocket a little bit, and and everything. And this is what Colin Cowher was talking about: is that Jimmy G is able to you know get out the pocket, scramble a little bit, can throw on the run, all that type of stuff. And Bill Belichick really never got the chance to to play Jimmy G and have him out there and everything like that. Um, So uh, his take was that he believes that Cam Newton is, you know, a a year rental. um, Then he's not trying to tank. They're not trying to tank this season and, you know, try to get a first pick in the draft or everything like that. But they're trying to see, you know, how um, Bill Belichick operates or how Josh McDaniels operates with, a guy like a Cam Newton and everything who can run, who can scramble, who can throw on the run, all that stuff. Um, Just in case, you know, they, they do have, you know, a pretty dismal season or a lackluster season or whatever have you. And they can draft a guy like Trevor Lawrence who can get out the pocket and run um, and is, uh, and is a solid quarterback, uh, the Clemson quarterback, Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback who, can get out the, the pocket and scramble and and can throw the ball and everything, um, and then there's, there's this kid out of North Dakota State um, who who's really good who um, apparently is on the the Patriots radar, a guy who can scramble out the pocket and 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 throw the ball and everything. Um, again, Bill Belichick has never had a quarterback like that before, and I believe that this is what he's going to do. And or I agree with Colin Cowherd and what he's saying, and this is what I believe he's trying to do. Bill Belichick, in having Cam on the team, is um, not only is you know Cam a a future Hall of Famer and, and was a former MVP, but um, he's a guy who um, can get it done. It has got it done in the past, and so it's 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 an experiment pretty much. It's basically an, an experiment. We're gonna see how Cam Newton can operate in this system, um, how Bill Belichick can handle a scrambler, all that stuff. Because um, again, like I said, Bill Belichick. Thought his his many years of coaching has always adapted to the NFL, just like Andy Reid. Andy Reid, um, which and it got him a Super Bowl. He adapted to the NFL, and that's having a quarterback who can just air it out, who can run out the pocket when needed to um, a dynamic quarterback, basically. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is a guy who has a rocket for an arm, but is also accurate and can also make plays with his feet. If as you saw the the AFC playoffs. Um, in that run against Tennessee where he just scramb- scrambled out the pocket and made it all the way to the end zone, uh, breaking two tackles and everything. I mean, it was crazy. But that's what the NFL is about. And Lamar Jackson, who just won the MVP, um, the, the, one of the most shiftiest quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the most shiftiest players regardless in the NFL. Um, Michael Vick, I think, made it cool for people to be the way that Lamar Jackson is um, but that's what the NFL needs. And Deshaun Watson as well is another quarterback like that. Who's a guy who has a strong arm is really accurate, um, but can run out the pocket when needed to, um, and knows how to protect his body when they're out the pocket. So, uh, this whole Cam Newton thing, this whole one year signing, I think is for sure just a, an experiment. Um, shoot, if he does good and they make the playoffs and they win the AFC East, um, division, maybe. You know they keep him. They still get they still get a solid draft pick. Probably look to trade up or something. Um, but they're not taking this season, and I think they're going to look into the whole um, again addressing um, the transition of the league and how it's going. How the last few um, how the last few um, who have been the most successful quarterbacks we have seen in this day of age and everything. You even look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a mobile quarterback. Um, who has an arm and, like I said, when need be can, th- can get out the pocket and and make plays on the run, um, make plays uh, with his feet. So this is what Bill Belichick is doing. He's just he's just trying to adapt, just like all these, uh, just like Andy Reid and and um, John Harbaugh and all these coaches who have um, who have gotten their quarterback of the future um, who are able to, to, who are who are very multidimensional and very dynamic. And again, Cam Newton is, you know, one of the predecessors of that. He's one of those guys that pretty much started that, the whole um, uh, running out the pocket, not started it, but um, in this day and age, um, when, he, when he first came in the league, I mean, again, he's an anomaly. Um, he was able to, you know, just run out the pocket whenever and, and, and take on linebackers and everything. And of course, when you're six, 65 250 um, you can do that as long as you, as much as you want to. Um, sadly it, it hindered his career a little bit. He had some shoulder injuries and, and, and he continued to, to just struggle getting, uh, staying on the field, but now healthy. He, he, I think he was hungry. We all saw the workout videos and everything. Um, you know, he said it, you know, the Panthers gave up on him. Uh there, the Patriots are, I think, just moving along with the curve of the NFL. And I think Cam Newton is is gonna come out and and really be a solid, solid player and, and contribute heavily um um with this Patriots offense. I think Josh McDaniels uh is gonna have to definitely Change his offense a little bit more for Cam Newton because I mean it's Cam Newton. I mean you don't just have someone like Cam come in and then, uh, you know, be a system player. I think one he has he has to abide by the system, but I think they're gonna, f- you know, formulate and and create a system around Cam for Cam to be Cam, but also do things that the Patriots have always done and have always got them, uh, you know, to their winning ways. So it's gonna be an interesting season. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Cam. Um, I think Colin needs to be next for sure. Um, Jacksonville, what are you guys waiting for? Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think uh, this is a very great signing for the Patriots. It's, it's it's been the buzz around the sports world, and and everybody was happy for him because one Cam deserves to be the quarterback. I mean, he's better than Kyle Allen, who was the who replaced him in the season uh, due to injury, but. Um he's definitely better than Kyle Allen. Teddy Bridgewater had a had a good year. Um uh, had one good season with the Vikings in which he made a Pro Bowl appearance. Uh he got injured, had that um had that 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 ACL tear or whatever. Um ended up losing his job. Uh goes to the Saints. He plays a couple games for the Saints. He goes on a winning streak, doesn't lose um as a Saints quarterback. Um when Drew Brees got hurt this past season and then Drew Brees comes back and then Teddy Bridgewater goes back to the bench but uh Teddy Bridgewater is now the uh, the Panthers quarterback and I think Cam you know Cam's ready uh, he's not in the he's not in the NFC no more so um he doesn't really get that chance but I'm sure the uh the the NFL gods the NFL um uh, um uh, schedule makers are definitely gonna Put that one, mark that on their calendars and definitely make that game a reality. The Panthers for the Patriots. Gotta see that one. Um, people on on Twitter and and Instagram and everything were just talking about, oh, we're about to have a Patriots uh Buccaneers Super Bowl. I'm just like, whoa, calm down. Hold on, hold your horses. Nope, nope, not 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 happening. I definitely don't see the Patriots making it to the Super Bowl. Um, the Bucks. I still think uh need a need a need to prove that their running game is solid. I think Ronald Jones needs to prove that he's a solid running back, and if not, maybe they can you know look into trading for a guy like Philip Lindsay, who is now the backup to Melvin Gordon, um, in in Denver. So maybe uh look for a guy like him for them. They also need to work on their secondary, but who knows? It's Tom Brady with with two. Pro Bowl receivers Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, a monster. Um, Gronkowski's back. Their offenses, their offense is going to be not going to be an issue. I think it's going to be their defense for sure. We just got to see how everything comes out this season. But a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl, that's pretty much that's that, that's that's very much a stretch. Uh, I don't think the Bucks are going to beat the Ravens for sure. I mean, they still got to contend with the Bills too. We got to see how the Bills do and Josh Allen in this season and everything, but the Ravens, and especially if they get Jamal Adams, um, who, who were, who requested a trade and, and uh, chose the Ravens as one of his, one of his destinations, especially if they get him to pair him with Earl Thomas in the secondary with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphries, that's going to be scary. And that's going to be unfair. And that's going to be a very defensive game. Cause I don't see the offensive offensive sides of the ball in in the book in a, Patriots and Ravens AFC matchup or whatever, um, in the playoffs, if it happens, I don't see it going the way of the Patriots. Uh, I just think Lamar Jackson's too dynamic and, and I don't think the, the, the playoff woes are going to bother him anymore. He's been to the playoffs twice as a rookie. He made it. Um, but he was a rookie. I expected him to lose that game. Uh, he made it last year. They were the best team in the, in the, in the NFL, but they got trumped by a Tennessee team whose defense was very solid and the running game was, I mean, Derrick Henry's a monster. He's an anomaly of, of a running back. So we'll see. Bucks and Patriots, that's not going to be a Super Bowl. That's not happening. But I do see the Patriots being a formidable opponent to any team this season. <laughs> Moving on, Cam Newton. Proud of you, man. Happy for you, brother. Um, NBA News. J.R. Smith is now a laker, officially a laker. It is not speculation anymore. It is not a rumor and talk. It is official. He agreed on a contract. The terms we have no idea, but he has officially signed on as a laker. Um let's let's make this perfectly clear. He is not better in any way right now than Avery Bradley. Um obviously a former six man with the Knicks. Uh, he was a component of that team that that made it to the playoffs. That turned that Knicks team around and made it to the playoffs. The year where I, I I wished Carmelo would have won the MVP, but um, it definitely should have went to to LeBron in the Miami Heat team. Um, you got, yeah, he he was he was one of the catalysts for that Denver team that that made it to uh, the the Western Conference Championship game against the Lakers. Who eventually, go on and win the championship. Uh, they he he Jared Smith has been a proven player and a, and a proven asset to any championship team. I mean, he won a championship with the Cavs, and I told talked about it last episode. He he was a big reason for their win in the game seven, in which he came out in the fourth quarter and hit like the first eight points or scored the first eight points, all jumpers. I was just knocking down shots because LeBron and Kyrie were the main focus and they couldn't get anything going. Kevin Love couldn't get anything going. And J.R. Smith came out of nowhere, started getting buckets and the tie started turning and everything kept going back and forth. And we finally got a champion. It was the Cavs and it was jr Smith who was out there, you know, playing great defense shadowing clay and Steph when he had to um, bumping them, getting them, running them off screens, running through screens, everything. Um, it's not the same JR back then. I mean, he's 34 years of age now, but, he, and he hasn't played a game since 2019, but he has been continuously working. Um, uh, if you've seen the videos online, he's been working hard with his trainer, Chris Brickley. He's been working hard, um, continuing to stay in shape and working on his jump shot and staying ready. And and if, any, if, if there was any time to be ready, it's right now. I mean, they're about to literally jump into the playoffs um, once this 22-team uh, bubble happens. Um, I don't know if you guys all saw it, but the you know the schedule came out. The Pelicans have the easiest schedule, basically, um, and it was just. I think it's. I think it's a fact. There's definitely. Um, it, I don't think there's any speculation to be had. There's the NBA wants to see LeBron versus Thanos Zion in the first round of the playoffs. Which I mean, it, it makes for good TV. There's not going to be any fans or anything, obviously. So. We can't be there to watch it, but we can be at home and and watch the chosen one, LeBron James, versus the new chosen one. You know, apparently, you know, Zion came into the NBA with a lot of hype um, and was just the most talked about high school player uh, ever since, you know, those dunking videos of him came out and everything. Um, We're going to see, we potentially can't see a LeBron versus Zion first round which I don't mind, but I also don't mind seeing a LeBron versus John Morant first round. Like, uh, the, the, the Grizzlies were the AC before the season, uh, got canceled and or got suspended, excuse me. And John Morant was just as, uh, electrifying, if not, um, uh, fun to watch as Zion. And he's, he played all, uh, every game this season and, you know, Zion was hurt and, didn't come back until 2020 started. Um, so uh, I definitely believe John Morant should win work of the year for sure. But I wouldn't be mad if the Grizzlies and the Lakers played in the first round because John Morant is must-watch TV. He's going to be uh, a, a future all-star, perennial all-star. Um, he could poten- he has, he has the, the potential to be an MVP, um, you know, being a point guard and everything um he has the, the 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 capabilities to lead that grizzlies team to to um to be great because they have a really young core and right now they're 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 competing in the west so you they continue to build on this um and he's the reason why honestly um you talk about that young core but that young core doesn't doesn't succeed and doesn't get better um and doesn't improve without a guy like john morant who is setting everybody up and and not only that, but taking pressure off of everybody and they're all just playing free and playing and playing their games. And so I wouldn't be mad if I saw LeBron versus uh, John Morant first round. But uh, like I said, J.R. Smith to the Lakers is really good for them. Avery Bradley um, was a big loss. I think uh, J.R. Smith doesn't replace what Avery Bradley can do. Avery Bradley is obviously younger and um, is a better defender. He's not bigger than Jr. Jr. is a whole six foot six to Avery Bradley being six two. Um, so you got you got a, a bigger body on 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 defenders. You know, say they they make it to the Lakers make it to the the play or the finals, or not even the finals. Just say the uh, the Western Conference uh, finals, and they play uh, the Clippers or something. You know, you got to have somebody in that starting lineup um, going at. Or guarding, you know, a guy like Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, um, you don't want LeBron doing it the whole time. I mean, he 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 always rests in the regular season um, to save his energy for the playoffs because he knows he's gonna make it. Um, but um, in that starting lineup, you got Danny Green and um and you know Avery Bradley was a starter, so maybe you, I guess you throw in Jr. right there. So you have those two guarding Ka- Kawhi and um, and Paul George. While LeBron rests um, on on the defensive end and, and gives you the offense that you need, so there's that there's that component to it. Um, but A.B. Bradley was a solid defender, a knockdown shooter, um, could could make plays off the dribble, um, was a really good um, um, playmaker. Uh, but again, I, th- I think Jr. and the signing of him to the Lakers was really big because again it adds more length and more. Of a defensive prowess um, to the team, as well as a guy who, um, you know, when he gets going, he gets going. When Jr. is hot, it's a wrap. Um, again, he he he's one of the record holders for most threes in a game and most threes in a half, and so he, by far, uh, is going to be crucial to the Lakers making it, um, making a deep playoff run this upcoming bubble season. So, I'm happy for Jr. Um I'm happy for the Lakers. I want to see the Lakers win only because of my man, R.I.P. to the GOAT, uh Kobe Bryant. Um for the Lakers to win, it would just mean it would mean a lot. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, whoever wins this championship is gonna be an asterisk by it because there really wasn't any like competition to to the to the playoffs. It just canceled all of a sudden bam we have the teams now and everything so we we never really got to to see the whole season manifest to see what really would have happened and everything um but i don't believe it there'd be there will be an asterisk by this season because you know these guys are gonna come back i mean the season is start in for a whole month like there's they still have the 30th until the season starts so these guys are currently you know getting their bodies right um probably you know practicing with each other um getting you know their conditioning up and everything and then working on their craft still um and even before the whole uh you know before the whole um season ended you know back in in March um you still I'm, I'm sure got got all these guys are rich they have accessibility to to a gym or they have their own you know in-home gym and stuff like that so they're continuously working on their games and, and you know hoping and expecting the season to come back so you know these guys are gonna come back and be hungry be competitive um, be fit be be basketball ready and and come out and try to win a championship because this is this is right now this is not you know a play basically all these guys still have to fight to to, um, to for seeding. like th- this is all now for seating uh, purposes. So they're still gonna have to fight to, to, to see who um gets what seed, who plays who in what round and everything. And then that's when you know the ball rolls out and then everything is strictly playoff basketball. Um so I think it's not gonna be there shouldn't be an asterisk by this season. Um it definitely was shortened. I mean, there's no question of that, but uh there shouldn't be an asterisk by the season because I do think that, that that the players are gonna come out and 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 fight for a championship and be hell bent on wanting to win a championship. So we're going to see what happens. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited because sports is coming back. We got literally two days until July and bam, that's it. We got sports. July is the renaissance. Like I said, last episode, the renaissance is back. The dark ages are over. Um, I mean, COVID's still out there. So let's not be. Um, let's still be precautious and everything, but you know, we still have sports and, and they're, they're, they're doing all the th- the right things, the safety protocols, the health protocols and everything. Um, but nonetheless, sports is, sports is going to be back. So I'm excited. And, uh, I'm excited to see who's going to come out and win this NBA championship. And like I said, early on in the show to start the show off, man, speaking of a championship, um, LeBron won one. If, if you um, aren't shocked by that, LeBron has won a championship, not a basketball championship. Um, but um, as some people know, LeBron James is um, an owner or a part owner or he owns shares of um, the premier club team, Liverpool, um, which if you don't really watch soccer, which I really don't. Um, Liverpool is one of the one of the you know best teams in in the Premier Leagues. They always have good solid players. Them, Chelsea, um, obviously Barcelona. Um, uh, I mean not not Barcelona. Um, yeah, you, you got them, Chelsea, um, um, Juventus. Uh I'm blanking on a team that that is super popular and I can't believe I'm not about to say it. Um on next episode I'm I'm gonna bring it up because I'm gonna be mad that I forgot about it. Um if it is FC Barcelona, then, then that could be who I'm thinking of. Um, but all these Liverpool is one of the, one of the really good teams in, in, um, the premier league. And, um, they house a guy like Mohamed Salah, who, uh, is a really one of the best, um, defenders and or best forwards in all of soccer. And, uh, one of the, he's, he, he's an Egyptian, uh, um, I'm blanking. He's an Egyptian national team player. He's a, he was born in Egypt. He's Egyptian, um, but uh, plays for the Egyptian team, national team for the World Cup, and then he plays for Liverpool, um, for the Premier League, and they ended up winning the Premier League just the other just the other day. And LeBron James um, is a part owner or a part um, like own shares or whatever for the team, and um, he got to celebrate or celebrated on Twitter and everything and, you know, talked about how he was as happy for his team, you know, great job guys. And, and I mean, that is true facts. Like um, owners of teams and and people who own shares and everything um, of a team, uh, when that team wins, they, know, they win as well. Uh, You know, Joe Lacob, the, the GM or the, the, uh, um, I believe he's the owner of the, uh, the, the, the Warriors. Um, when he won the champ when they, when they won the championships, he got those, those three wings, uh, those three, three rings, excuse me. Um, Robert Kraft for the Patriots, um, gets all those rings that, you know, Tom Brady has won him. Um, they get rings, the owners and stuff get rings and, and LeBron James, uh, I don't think he, I mean, I don't know how it works with premier leagues. I don't know what they get for winning the premier league. Um, I guess like a wreath or something. This is, like the old Greek games or whatever, but um but he does get to celebrate in the fact that they win because he is a part owner um of the liverpool and and yeah LeBron James, if he doesn't win a championship this season with the Lakers, he won one with Liverpool, so congrats to him um and last thing I want to talk about was Imani Bates for those of you who do not keep up with. Uh, high school basketball like me. I, I love high school basketball. I like watching it. I like watching um, the uh, the up and coming superstars in 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 the in the world and um like, like a guy like Lamelo who we've all known for like years now is finally about to get drafted. Um, <clears throat> Imani Bates is um if you haven't watched any highlights or anything like that um he's a six foot nine uh. About to be junior, uh, who plays at Lincoln High School in um, Michigan, um, and he is literally an anomaly. He he's Kevin Durant right now. Like he could he could he could as a junior in high school leave and maybe play in the G League and probably average around like fifteen points a game or something, um, which is again no slouch. Like in the G League. Um, averaging fifteen points a game is really solid. Um, averaging fifty points, fifteen points a game in the NBA is solid. Um, but that's that's what I feel like Amani Bates right now could do. He's that talented. He's that great. And uh, I mentioned this guy's name earlier, Paul Biancardi, who is the the main um, ESPN um, one hundred scout. He he does all the um, well. He doesn't scout everybody, but he scouts a, a select uh, a couple of players and. He has you know a team of people who go out and scout all these high school recruits and um, gets a list, puts them all on the list, and then ranks them from you know best high school player to you know top one hundred basically. And you can go on ESPN and look it up. Um, He has that. He has it for seniors, juniors, uh, and sophomores, and then a freshman list that isn't really um, online, but he does have one. Um, And just recently, he ranked. Uh, San Diego's own Mikey Williams um as the number two shooting guard prospect in the in the in the class of twenty twenty three um and the number I think so I think that makes him the number two player regardless in the class. Um but Imani Bates is the number one player in the class above Mikey. Um and Paul Biancardi also says he believes Imani Bates is the best high school player right now. He even said he, he might be the best high school player he's ever recruited, or not recruited, but but watched and ranked um since LeBron. And that's really high praise for again a guy who's about to be a junior in high school. But Imani Bates, again, a six foot nine, Kevin Durant like player, um, who can dribble it, score it, shoot it, um, score all three levels, handle the ball, everything, can play defense as a solid player. Um, he just uh Imani Bates just earlier this morning on ESPN um, announced that he is signing to Michigan state, which would be this recruit um, in history since magic Johnson. So um, having a guy like uh, Imani Bates come to Michigan state would be a very good turnaround for that program who um, is losing, um, you know, a, a player of the year candidate in um Cassius Winston the point guard um and and you know they've they, they've had guys over the years like Miles Bridges a really good player um the most prominent Michigan State player we know um I mean I'd say Magic Johnson but currently right now um in the Tom Izzo era is Draymond Green <clears throat> um Jason Richardson mis- went, went to Michigan State um really solid player um I'm i know I'm missing the name, but it's a point guard who was really good. I enjoyed the Kalen Lucas years there at Michigan State. He was a really he was one of my favorite college point guards to watch. Um Corey Lucius uh, at Michigan State was really good. Um they just had they just always had really solid teams. I mean Denzel Valentine was really good. I like I loved Gary Harris at Michigan State and he's forming into a really good shooting guard for for Denver in the NBA. Um, but they just got the number one recruit in the twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two draft or class, excuse me, high school class. Um, so really big signing for them. Um, now if you haven't heard, I mean the the G League is now um accepting players out of high school. Um, so um the former number one player in the class or the number two player in the class of twenty twenty Jalen Green, who um, was considering um, going to a school like Kentucky, uh, Arizona, Duke. Um, he ended up choosing the G League. Um, a really uh, high-touted point guard, uh, top 10 point guard in Knicks uh, in Nix, um, was going to UCLA, but he decided to go to the NBA or the G League. And Isaiah Todd, uh, one of the top five player in the class of 2020, um was gonna go to Michigan, University of Michigan to play for Juwan Howard, but he for for uh for foregone that and is now going to the G League. So a lot of speculation was that Imani Bates most likely, I mean he's a dominant player. Like he as a sophomore led his team to a to a a state championship. And again, he's a, he's a six nine Kevin Durant-ish player. Like he's a monster. Um but he just now um Declared or verbally committed to Michigan state um, again. It's, it's, he doesn't graduate until 2022. So we don't know what his plans will be by then. You know, a lot of these players will always, a lot of these high school kids have always um, especially now, nowadays have, you know, chosen a school and then ended up dropping out to go overseas or something and then wait and then go to the league. So we'll see what Imani Bates does. I'm pretty, confident. You know, he chose Michigan State early cuz cuz for a reason. Um he is from Michigan, so I'm sure he would like to play in front of Michigan and everything, but in front of his family and home crowd, but uh we'll see how that goes. We'll see what everything turns out for that. I'm excited cuz I love college basketball. And I love seeing, you know, these guys who have been highly touted over the years, you know, end up actually going to college and making you know the 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 sport world fun, making the college basketball world fun. Um, cause I like seeing, you know, freshmen or, um, highly titled players, um, you know, either in their freshman season, lead a team all the way to a deep playoff NCAA tournament run, or, you know, their sophomore season, do it, and then come out and then finally get drafted. And it's fun to watch. I'm, I'm not mad at anybody who, do, who does one and done, um, players who killed it in their freshman season and are getting very high, you know, looks in the NBA, should decide to leave after one year. Um, but uh, I'm excited for, you know, Michigan State and, and Monty Bates and everything. So we'll see how that turns out. We'll see how that pans out. But in any case, man, I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of KJ's Corner. I have been talking way too much. I need to get me a co-host, to be honest with you. I think that would be a lot. I feel like Colin Goward, even though he does have a co-host, he talks a lot. I don't know how his voice doesn't go out. But in any case, man, again, like I said, I appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, share, rate, um, comment, whatever. Um, Let people know about me, man. I'm just trying to get out there and make make a name for myself. But again, I appreciate you all for listening. And with that being said, with that being said, this is your boy KJ. This is KJ's corner. And I am out. Peace out. Cause if we gonna change.